Believe it or not, it's been five years since the Financial Services Royal Commission uncovered a range of unlawful and unethical behaviour across the commercial banking sector. But five years down the track, what lessons have been learned from Kenneth Haynes' key findings that major banks pursued profit ahead of the interests of customers? The ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan uh, covered the Royal Commission five years ago, of course, and Peter joins us now. Peter, when it comes to banking bad behaviour, the major commercial banks, I mean, really had their reputations damaged, but smaller regional banks and mutuals, they were also caught up in some of that tougher regulation. Well, that's right, Tom, and good morning. It has been an interesting uh, five years because while we now have the Banking Executive Accountability Regime, known as the BEAR, which has some criminal sanctions, no banker has actually gone to prison, though, of course, chief executives, chairman and top executives at banking and insurance firms did lose their jobs. But the aftermath of the Royal Commission has left a bit of a sour taste for those smaller regional banks cooperatives and mutuals which aim to make profits for members for purpose, as they like to say, rather than uh, major commercial banks who uh, act in the best interest of their shareholders and the company. Uh, These smaller outfits were swept up in the tougher rules, uh, despite little or no evidence of bad behaviour. One of those mutuals is Heritage and People's Choice, which merged in a mega deal earlier this year. I spoke on the sidelines of a conference with Chief Executive Peter Locke about trust and integrity in banking and what's happened over the last five years. Also, the allegations of poor governance on the board of Qantas, which is going to be facing a pretty hostile annual general meeting late next week. And Mr Locke had a blunt reply when I asked whether anything had been learned from the Banking Royal Commission five years ago. The short answer to that is no. I think the conduct that came out of the Royal Commission uh, was quite frankly appalling and a lot of the legislation that has since come through is designed to address it but it is a very blunt instrument and that the mutual sector had no case to answer in front of the Royal Commission. It doesn't have conduct risk inherently in its model but the majors still do and I think it will be a while before you see if that conduct risk has been mitigated. It can't be eliminated because the model is always driving for profitability. And because of that profit motive, do you think that the major banks are going to continue to do whatever it takes to win as many customers? Uh, Most definitely. Their model is built around shareholder value, uh, maximising shareholder value. Now, to maximise shareholder value, sometimes you have to take short-term options. Now, those short-term options and profitable options always come at the expense of customers. Has the for-profit model sustained much better than the uh, for-purpose? No, I think the the models are fundamentally different. They're maximising profit for the benefit of the shareholder, where the mutuals uh, have a much longer time frame. So short-termism, by trying to maximise the profit, can drive bad behaviours, and it can drive those sorts of behaviours that came out in the Royal Commission. When you look at boards, for example, Qantas and the rest, how is corporate Australia looking given what we've been learning about the functioning of boards? I think we'd have to have a pretty hard look at reputation and the board has a role in making sure that they should be doing the right thing and doing the right thing for their stakeholders, their customers, their communities. But again, I come back to the model. So the model of 
listed and the board's responsibility of listed is to do the right thing by the corporation and do the right thing by the shareholder. The boards of the mutual have a different model to make sure that they are putting the members' interests first, they are putting the stakeholders in the community first, and they have a longer time frame to do that. And that, that does create quite different outcomes and quite different behaviours in boardrooms. Peter Locke there, Chief Executive of Heritage and People's Choice, and Peter Ryan's still with us. Peter, during the worst of the pandemic, you know, the major banks looked after customers with loan repayment deferrals, for example. I mean, has that brought them any credit with customers and regulators? Well, Tom, it probably has, and there's no doubt that the banks, the major banks, acted under pressure from the federal government in the best interests of their customers and, uh, by extension, the best interests of themselves. Uh, they put more than $700 billion in mortgages on deferral schemes uh, during the pandemic to alleviate hardship. But financial counsellors argue that a lot of the bad behaviour we saw from the Royal Commission is still there. Mutuals like Heritage and People's Choice argue that while its model of for purpose is the difference. Uh, the for-profit model of the major banks still has conflicts of interest, but in fairness, bank bosses have been urging uh, customers under mortgage stress at the moment to get in touch with them before they do anything else and that there are ways of helping, uh, such as interest-only payments, deferrals and the restructuring of the terms of loans, but no doubt a lot of borrowers out there under stress at the moment. Speaking of banks, got to ask, the Reserve Bank Governor Michelle Bullock is uh, understandably cautious about the November rate rise speculation, potentially Melbourne Cup Day. What's the betting on that now as well? I've got you there. Well, it's still uh, pretty much a 50-50 uh, bet for Melbourne Cup Day for a rate rise. Uh, money markets see this morning, Tom, a 57% chance of a rate rise on November the 7th. Um, Michelle Bullock, the Reserve Bank Governor, was able to calm the horses or calm a few nerves, so to speak, uh, when she was at uh, a parliamentary hearing yesterday saying that a rate rise wasn't locked in, but many economists think the RBA board has no choice because of that high inflation reading or higher than expected inflation reading earlier this week, uh, the RBA board needs to act now rather than wait, given that inflation might become entrenched and much harder uh, to pull down back into that 2 to 3% target band, which uh, the Reserve Bank is hoping uh, to have it uh, by mid-2025. Calming the horses, Peter Ryan. I see what you did there. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. The ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan.